Y'all, it's here. It's finally here. I have officially launched my first ever online store and I am so excited that I just might burst. ShopCoachKaya.com is officially live and ready for you to explore. I have put together a collection of goodies to help you find joy in your journey of creating a healthy life that you love. Inside the shop, you're going to find things like water bottles, journals, stickers, graphic tees, jewelry, and so much more. These products are really a reflection of who I am as a person. They're motivational, bright, and a little bit ranchy. And the other exciting thing is that all of these designs were almost exclusively watercolor illustrated by yours truly. It has been so much fun to tap back into my creative side and create these products with you all in mind to share a little bit of joy for you to bring home to yourself. I'd love for you to go and check out the store, but before you do, I want to share a special little discount code for my listeners. If you use the code CLIMB10 at checkout at shopcoachkayat.com, you will receive 10% off your first order. Happy shopping! Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am so, so happy to have you here. All right, today's conversation, we're going to be talking about other people's opinions. Mm, and I think this is going to be a really good one because this is an area that I, I'm going to say that I continue to work on. All right. So I thought that this was a really good time to really talk about other people's opinions, especially as we are getting into the holiday season when we might be surrounded by maybe some family that has a lot of opinions about us um, and other people that we are going to have to interact with. And hopefully this episode might give you a little bit of insights into why other people's opinions might hurt us or bother us, how we can safeguard our own beliefs about ourselves, and also some really great tips for how to respond to and set boundaries when it comes to other people's opinions especially with family. And I think that this is going to be super helpful, especially during the holidays. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Okay. The first thing that I want to make very clear as we talk about the subject of other people's opinions, I feel like I hear people talk about all the time, like, oh, just, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Like, I don't give a shit. I am just so confident and I just don't have time for other people's opinions. Listen, you go girl, more power to you. But I, I just want us to recognize first that it is normal to care what other people think. It is a human trait to care what other people think. In fact, I think it's the fact that we care what other people think that we have a mostly civil society, right? Because if nobody cared what anybody thought of them, we'd all be running rampant, you know, breaking all these laws, hurting other people without any care in the world. Like obviously all of us, at least at some basic level, if we are healthy functioning human beings, 
we care to some extent what other people think. And thank goodness for that, okay? As a human, we are hardwired to care. It's part of just being a human species. I want you to think back to like our early ancestors, okay? Back in the day when we were just living in caves and running from saber-toothed tigers, community was crucial to survival. If you were a lone human out in the wilderness, you were going to be eaten alive, right? In order to survive, you had to be in community with other people. And in order to be in community with other people, to be part of this tribe, other people are going to have to like or accept you, right? So of course, it is hardwired into us as a species to care what other people think because we've got to have we've got to have a tribe we've got to have a tribe in order to survive okay and thinking in modern society back to like being a child i want you to recognize too that as as children we are conditioned to seek approval from others from the moment that we are born right we want to be approved by our parents we want to be praised for doing good things this is how they condition us to be moral humans that hopefully make good choices right we want to be approved by them we want to be approved by our friends by our teachers we want other people to like us when other people like us it helps us have more friendships. It helps us get further in life. It helps us have more connections. It helps us get a job. Like, of course, there are all of these benefits to caring what other people think about us because it helps us in our everyday life in all of these ways. Okay. So sure, it can sound really fun and great to be like, I don't care what anyone thinks, but like, obviously all of us care at least a little bit what other people or at least a select group of people think. Okay. I just want you to know that that's a human trait. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. But that being said, I think that caring too much about other people's opinions can get us in a pickle or two, <laughs> to say the least. And as someone who personally is a recovering people pleaser, I've seen this come up in my own life in a really big way. Now, we aren't going to be talking a ton in this episode about people pleasing because I recognize that I could have a whole nother conversation about that. So today we're going to talk more about other people's opinions of us, why they hurt our feelings how we can navigate moving forward and how we can safeguard ourselves so that caring too much about other people's opinions doesn't hurt us in the long run. And I just, I feel like I need to say this towards the beginning of this episode. And this is something that honestly was like a hard pill for me to swallow a little bit. <laughs> but the truth is, friends, not everyone is going to like you. And I know that's not like groundbreaking information. Like obviously we know not everyone is going to like us, but personally, now I don't know if y'all follow the Enneagram at all, if you do or you have no idea what it is, I recommend checking out my friend Cass and T's podcast called Type It Out. You'll learn all about it. But I'm an Enneagram too, okay? And essentially all you need to know is I am someone who like wants everyone else to be happy and comfortable and great. And like the idea of other people not liking me like makes me sweat and uncomfortable. Like I really want other people to like me. And yes, I recognize that yes, that is part of being a human being, but I also think that it's just more in my nature as well. And I'm learning and I have learned that, yes, it is true that not everyone is going to like you. You are not going to be for all people, right? And I know there's this like phrase, I don't know who first said it, but I like the comparison. But the idea is that you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the bunch, like the most delicious, juicy peach. I freaking love peaches, side note, especially if you put in a cobbler, holler. Man, that makes me a little hungry now. Okay, sorry. I had a squirrel moment there. I'm bringing it back. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, but at the end of the day, there are going to be people that just don't like peaches, right? And that doesn't mean that you're a crappy peach. It just means they don't like peaches and that's okay. And I feel like we need to accept that, that as human beings, we can be a really incredible human 
and really cool and awesome, but that still doesn't mean that everyone's going to like us. We're still not going to be the the kind of person for everyone, and that is okay. Okay, so we just need to recognize that, even though it's a hard pill to swallow. Okay, I want everyone to like me. I'm kidding, kind of. I'm working through it. Anyways, moving on. You know, I think that so many of us are worried about what other people think about us. I think it's that fear of what other people might think that holds us back in a really big way, starting, you know, when we're really little. I mean, think back to when you were a little kid. I feel like, you know, when I was younger, I I wore certain clothes because I wanted people to like me or I didn't want people to think I was weird or judge me. I also think that we hold ourselves back from taking chances and taking risks because we're afraid of what other people might think. What will they think if I quit my job to start this crafting business of my own? What will they think if I launch a podcast and it totally bombs and no one listens? Well, what will they think if I wear a bright pink dress to my wedding instead of a white one? I don't. That was a really random example for some reason. That's what I came up with. But we are always worried about what other people think. And I think, um, especially when I think back to when I started my health journey, I was someone who did not want to go to a gym because I was convinced that if I went to a gym, everybody else in the gym would be staring at me and judging me, thinking, who does she think she is in here? She doesn't know how to use this equipment. She's overweight. She doesn't belong here. Like I had all of these stories in my mind that all of these other people were going to be judging me, right? But this is the truth, okay? Like, okay, even just thinking about like walking through a grocery store shopping, okay? Have you ever just been doing some random thing, a mundane, normal human thing and having this moment where you're like, oh my gosh, Am I holding my hands weird? Am I standing weird? Am I talking weird? Am I fidgeting weird? Are my clothes weird? And all of a sudden you became hyper aware of all of the things that you think you might be doing that are weird and assuming that everybody around you is judging you and staring at you. Has anybody else had that moment? Please tell me that I'm not the only one. (laughs) This is the thing though. We get so caught up in being afraid of what other people are thinking about us when in reality, we are all just as equally self-centered as our neighbor, the person next to us, okay? We might have these moments of like, oh my gosh, everyone is judging me. But what you need to recognize is that everybody else is having that same moment in their own brain, right? Everyone is so focused on their own selves and worried about what everyone else is thinking about them to even worry or pay attention to anyone else, which is like kind of crazy, but also I think a relief to think about, right? Like what if we didn't assume that everyone was paying attention to us? What if we just assumed that not everyone is out to get you? Are you out to get everyone else? I hope not. If you're not out to get other people, then why do we assume that everyone else is out to get us? Like, what if we assumed the best in other people? Other people are not thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are because they're thinking about themselves just like you are, okay? So quick reality check there. (laughs) Okay, moving on. I want to talk about other people's opinions, okay? And when you think about other people's opinions, you know, maybe other people's opinions could make you feel, you might be like, oh yeah, they can make me feel good or they can make me feel bad. Like sometimes you might find yourself saying something like, oh my gosh, that person made me feel bad because they said this thing about me or my body or my art or what I was wearing or whatever that is, right? But this is what I want you to understand. Nobody else can make you feel anything, good or bad. Nobody else can make you feel anything, good or bad. Only your own thoughts can do that. And if you're like, what the heck are you talking about? I want you to go back and listen to the episode. I think it's episode three, how thoughts shape our lives. And I talked to you a lot more about this, but we're bringing it back into this episode, okay? Nobody else can make you feel anything good or bad. Only your own thoughts can do that. And I want to give you an example to explain this. Other people's opinions or thoughts or the sentences that come out of their mouth is a neutral circumstance, okay? Whatever they say cannot 
make you feel anything until you have a thought about it. My example is this. Let's say that someone comes up to you and they say, you're so pretty. Okay. So the words are, you're so pretty. That is the, that is the circumstance. That's the words that they said. Now you can totally have the thought of, they're just saying that to be nice. They don't actually believe that I'm pretty. They're just saying that because they pity me. Or you can have the thought, same exact sentence. You can have the thought of, that is so kind of them to say, I do feel really, really pretty today. So what I'm trying to show you is that someone saying you're pretty, someone saying words to you cannot make you feel anything. It is your own thoughts about those words, your interpretation, your perception of those words that ultimately makes you feel something, okay? Because someone can say you're so pretty and you can have a multitude of reactions, right? You can be pissed off thinking they're such a liar. How dare they say something? I know they don't mean that. Or you can be like, oh my gosh, they're the kindest person ever. That's so wonderful. Other people's opinions cannot affect us in any way until we ourselves have a thought about them. Their words or opinions are just a neutral circumstance. And our reaction to other people's opinions doesn't actually even depend on what they say, but it depends on what we think. Does that make sense? I want to give you another example from my own life. So a few years back when I was still living in Kentucky, this was before I had started my health journey and my husband's from Kentucky and he still has some really, really tight friends that he was in a fraternity with in college. And a lot of them still live in the area and we would get together on the weekends and barbecue, have a few beers, hang out. We were at a backyard barbecue one day, hanging out with our friends, and uh, most of them have little kiddos. So I was pushing a couple of the the little boys on the swing, and I was drinking a beer because I'm a great role model like that. <laughs> so I'm over there, you know, sipping my beer and pushing these little boys on the swing. And one of the little boys turns around to me and says, "Are you fat because you drink beer?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, gosh, man." Like kids will say whatever the heck is on their mind without thinking about it. Isn't that the truth? I'm sure that you parents have got some stories of words your children have said. But he says this comment, are you fat because you drink beer? And like it caught me off guard, obviously. And I just tried to like laugh it off and say, ha ha, like, yeah, buddy, maybe, maybe that's why. And I just kept pushing him on the swing thinking he'd like, you know, move on to something else. But then he keeps talking about it. And not only does he keep talking about it, but all of a sudden he gets his other little friend. They're both four years old. And all of a sudden I'm pushing these boys on a swing and they're singing a a song about how fat I am because I drink beer. Needless to say, I stopped pushing them on the swing and I resisted the urge to push them out of the swing because I'm a good human. And I grab my beer and I walk around the corner. And as soon as I round the corner, I burst into tears. As soon as I'm out of out of sight from all of my friends, I burst into tears. And looking back at this moment, I ask myself, you know, did I cry because I really cared what a four-year-old little boy thought about my body? I mean, no, like logically, no. Do I care what a four-year-old little boy thinks about my body? No. But when I think about why it hurt my feelings so much, why it made me cry, why it stung so much, the reason that it hurt wasn't because he thought that my body was fat, but it was, it was because he was making a comment on something that I already believed to feel to be true about me. It didn't make me sad that he thought I was fat. It was that I already thought that I was fat and he was confirming that that belief was true. And that's what made it sting so dang much. When we think about the opinion of other people that hurt us, especially if it's the opinion of a stranger, It's not necessarily the words 
that hurt us, right? Like I want you to think about, let's say that you're running, okay? Let's say you're like, I'm going to go for a jog in my neighborhood today. I'm going to honor my body with some movement. And you're out there, you're doing your thing, you're huffing and puffing, you're sweating, but you're feeling so proud that you're showing up for yourself. And all of a sudden this car of like stupid college boys drives by and they yell, move it fatso, or like something hateful outside of the car, okay? Now, if that happened to you, do you really care what a group of strangers on the street thinks about you and your body? Like logically, probably not, right? But if they make a comment that points out an insecurity that you already have about yourself, that's what makes it sting so much. It's not the words that hurt us, but that they are confirming a belief that we already feel to be true that makes it hurt so much. I want you to get curious about that. If you didn't believe that this comment that was made by a stranger or by a loved one, by a little four-year-old boy making a comment about my body, if I didn't believe that it was already true, their opinion would probably roll off of you like grease in a Teflon skillet, right? Like if someone were to run up to me and tell me that they hated my unicorn horn, well, I'd probably look at them like they were crazy and clearly on drugs because I don't have a unicorn horn. Like obviously whatever they're saying is false. Like I don't believe that's true at all. So obviously I'm not going to give it any weight. It's not going to bother me. I'm not going to go cry about it. But if someone walked up to me and told me, you're a bad businesswoman, I'll be honest, it might sting. It might sting not because I care what they think necessarily, not because I actually believe that they know anything about me and my skills as a businesswoman, but because they're commenting on something that maybe I already feel a little bit insecure about. And that's what makes it sting. It's not the words that they say, but it's my own thoughts about them that makes it hurt or not hurt, okay? Like if you were the most confident woman in the world and someone came up to you and said, I think you're ugly, you'd be like, well, you're lost. Clearly you're wrong because I'm a freaking babe. Like that's the, that's the energy that I want all of us to channel, right? And some days we might feel that way. Some days it might be easier to let other people's opinions just roll right off of us like a Teflon skillet. Like can't stick here today, not today. And some days it might sting. Instead of feeling ashamed about those insecurities or like, you know, that defensiveness that you might feel when someone makes a comment about you, I want you to use it as a signal, okay? Instead of labeling emotions as good or bad, I want you to get more curious about emotions as being a signal to you, right? Like how can we use emotions? Emotions tell us something. So if you feel pain, hurt, judgment, defensiveness, when someone shares an opinion about you, I want you to use it as a signal. And I want you to ask yourself with compassionate curiosity, whatever's coming up, whatever emotion is coming up, I want you to ask, what is this emotion that's coming up for me right now? And I want you to ask yourself, what, what thoughts or insecurities do I have about myself or do I believe to be true about myself that might be making me react this way? You know, I even noticed this in, in my relationship with my husband. If there's something that I am feeling insecure about or worried about, maybe it's a project I'm working on for my business, or maybe like this might seem silly, but maybe I like am working really hard on a social media caption, okay? And I share it with my husband and he makes a, like a side comment about it. And I find myself getting so defensive and angry that, and I like overreact to his response to my Instagram caption. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I just got really defensive and I just got really angry. That seemed a little unnecessary. This is a sign. Why am I reacting this way? Oh, I think I'm actually reacting really defensive because I'm feeling a lot of shame right now about how I haven't been showing up regularly on social media and I'm taking that, that out on him. 
Okay. I want you just to get more compassionately curious about your emotions and what they're signaling to you. So other people's opinions of us can't affect us until we have a thought about it. Okay. The ball is in your court, right? You get to decide how you're going to feel about yourself. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about what do we do from here? Like, how do we, how do we safeguard ourselves from other people's opinions? Is it even possible to safeguard ourselves from other people's opinions? We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive right on in to just that. Tis the season. The holidays are here and maybe you're feeling so excited and looking forward to all of the joy and connection and family and bonding, but maybe you're also feeling a little anxious or worried about it too. Listen, there's no denying that the holidays add more demands to our time, our finances, our emotions across the board. But do we really need to continue riding this emotional holiday roller coaster year after year? Friends, I have something that I think you're going to love to help you survive, maybe even thrive this holiday season. I have put together a holiday survival guide. And inside of this survival guide, you're going to find a workbook to help you set some healthy boundaries. But maybe even more helpful than that, you're going to find a library of videos, short pep talks that you need in the moments you need them most. Maybe your uncle keeps talking about politics at the dinner table, or your aunt won't stop commenting about her new diet or how much weight you've gained or lost or your food choices. Or maybe you just need a moment to relax and breathe for yourself. In this holiday survival guide, you're going to find the pep talks you need for the moments that you need them so that you can not only survive the holidays, but thrive through them. Visit coachkaya.com to check out my free holiday survival guide so that you can make more space for joy this holiday season. All right, welcome back. Okay, so how do we safeguard ourselves from other people's opinions? The first truth that I think we need to understand is that the most important opinion is the one that you have about yourself. And the key is to not let other people's opinions or the opinions of others drown out our own inner voice. The only person that gets to decide who you are is you, okay? I want you to hear that. The only person that gets to decide who you are is you. And when you think about it, there are a thousand different versions of us that exist outside, outside of us in the universe, right? Because every person that knows us, whether they know us really well or just follow us on Instagram or met us in passing that one time, they all have a story in their mind about who we are, right? Like, oh yeah, Kaya is that girl whose podcast I listen to once a week. Never met her, but this is who I think Kaya is, right? My brother might be like, oh, Kaya, yeah, she's my little sister and this is who she is. And my husband, he has a different idea of who I am as a person, right? Every single person that knows us has a different story in their mind of who we are. But the only person that gets to decide who we really are is us. And at the end of the day, there's no objective truth to who you are as a person. You are simply a collection of things that you believe to be true about yourself. You're just a collection of truths that you believe about yourself and that's it. And what's kind of exciting about that is that what you decide to believe is true about yourself is a choice. It's a choice that you get to make. And I want you to be really careful about the thoughts that you hold on to as beliefs about yourself because whatever you believe to be is true, you then act in accordance to those beliefs. If you believe that you are a lazy person, then you're going to act in accordance with that belief. 
If you believe that you are a driven person, then you're going to act in accordance with that belief. Whatever you believe to be true about you and your identity, you're going to act in accordance with that, which is going to strengthen that belief and those identities to create the reality of who you are. Which, which reminds me, I just want to tell you right now that I want you to just get curious about what identities you believe are true about yourself and ask yourself, do I like this identity? Because guess what? The only person that gets to decide that that is a truth is you. And if you don't like that identity, take it off like a sweater. Being like, I don't like this identity. This sweater does not make me feel comfortable and confident anymore. I'm going to take that off. I'm going to leave it over here and practice believing a different truth. Tom Bill Yu said, it's not about trying to reflect what you think is true. It's about reflecting what you want to be true. You get to decide what kind of person you want to be, okay? And if you don't like the person that you are right now, guess who gets to decide the kind of person that you're going to be? That's you. And it all starts with your thoughts that you believe as true about yourself and your actions follow. So if you want to change your life, if you want to change your future self, it has to start with how you think about yourself and what you believe to be true about yourself because ultimately, friend, that is a choice. Do you like the identity of yourself that you are choosing? I want you to challenge that. Okay. So I think that really getting clear on our own inner voice and focusing on building our own self-belief is one of the best things that we can do to safeguard ourselves against other people's opinions, right? Because the more confident that we are, the less weight we give to other people's opinions. The best thing that you can do to safeguard yourself against others is to just focus on your own beliefs about yourself, okay? But at the end of the day, we have to be around other people and we're going to be exposed to the opinions of other people eventually, right? And one of the most beautiful and loving things that we can do, I think, is to create boundaries to protect ourselves and our relationships with other people. And one of the things that's really great is that you get to decide whose opinion matters to you, right? I want you to decide right now that not everyone's opinion of me matters. Those strangers in that car that drove by and yelled things to me when I was on the side of the road, their opinion does not matter. Four-year-old little boys calling me fat, their opinion does not matter. You get to decide whose opinion matters to you. And it might only be a handful of people whose opinion you allow to carry any weight in your mind. Maybe it's your partner, your parents, and your friend. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's only one person. You get to decide. But I want you to ask yourself next time someone shares an opinion of you, especially if it's one that stings. Like if you are someone who's on the internet sharing stuff and you get nasty comments, gosh, the internet can be a terrible, nasty place, okay? And I am guilty of, of being hurt by the opinions of strangers on the internet. And it helps me if I pause and ask myself a few questions, okay? When someone shares an opinion of you, ask yourself this. Does this person's opinion matter to me? If the answer is no, move on. Okay, next question. Is my well-being in the best interest of this person? If they are yelling at you out of their car, they're probably just trying to look cool to their friends and your well-being is not in their best interest. So does this person's opinion matter to me? Is my well-being in their best interest? Number three, what is their intention? What is their intention? Okay, this can be a good one because sometimes, for example, if my husband is sharing an opinion with me that I don't like, if I know that his in intention is to help make me a better writer, a better speaker, you know, whatever that is, that can, that can change my reaction to that opinion. What is their intention with what they're sharing? And the fourth thing is, is this coming from a place of love? When someone shares an opinion with you, does this person's opinion matter to me? Is my well-being in their best interest? 
What is their intention? And is this coming from a place of love? I think that asking yourself these questions can help you kind of navigate how you're going to give weight, if you're going to give any weight to that opinion. So write those down, make a note of it next time you need to come back to it. Now, I mentioned earlier that one of the most loving and beautiful things that we can do is set boundaries in our life. Now, what's really great about boundaries is that boundaries are what teach other people how to be in relationship with you. Okay. There's something that you set for yourself. And I think that sometimes it can be hard to set boundaries because we're afraid that other people aren't going to like them. But the point of boundaries is to take care of you. It's not whether or not other people like them. And ultimately setting boundaries, especially with people that you're in a relationship with will help strengthen your relationship overall because all of a sudden you won't have people crossing these unspoken boundaries that are causing you to have resentment and maybe some tension within that relationship. So boundaries are beautiful when they are set from a place of love. And I'm going to give you some ideas of when to set a boundary and how to do so. So where in your life do you need to set a boundary? I think one of the best things that you can do to decide where there needs to be some boundaries, especially when it comes to other people's opinions, is getting curious about what your protective strategies are. I think our protective strategies are kind of like this early signal to us that we need a boundary, kind of like this gaslight flashing on our car. Okay, so protective strategies might be things like defensiveness, passive aggressiveness, humor, shutting down, lashing out, emotional eating, substance abuse, or people pleasing. And and these are just a few, right? Yours might look a little bit different. If you notice these things happening, if you notice that you have these protective strategies that you're using, especially when you're around certain people, it might be a signal to you that it's time to set a boundary. And I want to have this discussion right now around the topic of other people's opinions because I think the holidays especially can be high time for all sorts of these protective strategies to start lighting up your mental dashboard, right? And you know, when I think about the holidays and what other people, like my own experience of the holidays or what other people have shared with me around the holidays, I think that family can be a wonderful part of it, but can also be a point of a lot of tension and drama and all sorts of things. And I think that setting boundaries can really help that. Like maybe your aunt keeps making comments to you about this new diet she's on or how she's been so bad for eating pie and you find yourself stuffing your face with cookies to drown her out. Or maybe you even start making jokes about your own weight to mask your discomfort with humor. Like humor was one of my biggest protective strategies growing up. I would just make a joke about everything so that nobody else could hurt me because I already made a joke about myself. Or maybe your uncle keeps bringing up controversial politics and the next thing you know, you've downed an entire bottle of wine to yourself and you haven't even made it past the hors d'oeuvre hour because you're just trying to drink away the annoyance. Like substance use is is one of those protective strategies. Or maybe your grandma keeps guilt shaming you for never visiting enough and all of a sudden you're people pleasing, committing to a calendar full of activities that you don't actually want to do. Or your cousin calls you a fat ass right to your face at the dinner table and you finally lose it enough to go into an all out screaming match, making the prayer at dinner extra uncomfortable. And there's all sorts of different ways that I think These conversations and opinions, especially from family members, especially during the holidays, can create a lot of tension. But this is the thing. Letting other people degrade what you think about yourself, even if it comes from family or people that are loved ones, they might be weakening your belief and vision that you already have about yourself. And I, and I shared earlier that one of the best things that we can do to safeguard ourselves from other people's opinions is build up the belief that we have about our own. But sometimes even the people that we love most will make comments and share opinions that weaken that belief that we're trying to build. And we've got to protect that, especially if that belief in ourselves is sometimes weak. So 
how do we set those boundaries? Setting our boundaries is how we can protect ourselves. And there's really five main steps to setting boundaries. Step one, understand your preferences and how best to care for yourself. Remember, boundaries are something that you set for you, for your own well-being. Now, maybe an example of this is you know, being aware of what maybe some of the, some of the topics that, of discussion that you might find triggering. Um, you know, if you know that talking about weight and dieting is unhealthy for you and your mental health and your health journey, perhaps your preference is avoiding talking about that with family and friends. Like you just don't want to talk about weight and dieting. So step one is understanding your preferences and how best to care for yourself. Step two is creating a clear boundary and that can be physical or an emotional boundary. You know, maybe this looks like saying, I do not communicate or, or engage in conversations about my body and food choices. Those are not open for discussion. So understand your preferences, step one. Step two, create a clear boundary. And step three, set a clear consequence that you are willing to honor. If this boundary is crossed, what is the consequence? And maybe the consequence, if it's, you know, just I'm using the holiday example here. Maybe if the consequence, maybe you're at, at the dinner table and someone brings up this conversation that you set a clear boundary for, maybe the consequence is that you're just gonna, you're gonna leave the table or you're gonna leave the party, you're gonna leave the room. Step four is communicating the boundary from a place of peace and love. Waiting until you're heated and angry is not effective for setting healthy boundaries. Remember that boundaries are loving for you, but they're also loving for your relationships, allowing them to grow stronger and, you know, rather than having these unspoken resentment and tension building. So ask kindly, share your boundary, why it's necessary for you and why it's important that to be in relationship with you, that they respect that and share it from a place of love. And step five is follow through with the consequence if the boundary is violated. Boundaries are only helpful when they are maintained. And if you keep letting things slide and allow people to keep breaking that boundary without actually falling through with the consequences, they're going to continue to occur. <laughs> An example of this, and I feel like I need to tell Brent, I, I, I had this realization the other day. So a lot of times I go to my husband Brent's office with him. He works at our local farm bureau and they have a storage room that I kind of converted into my temporary office because the Wi-Fi is better than the Wi-Fi we have at the ranch. So a lot of times I will go to the office with Brent and most days I'll admit I make us late. Like that's on me. Okay. It's because I wake up and I want to do my journaling and I want to get my water in and I want to do my workout and then I need to get ready. And I, I always end up spending more time journaling and reading in the morning than I actually have time for in order for us to get to work on time. And instead of Brent leaving me, he says, next time, I'm just going to leave you at the house. Next time you make us late, I'm just going to leave you at the house. He has expressed his desire to get to work on time. He has threatened a consequence but he has never followed through with the consequence. And the other day I was thinking to myself, like, why do I always make us late? Why do I keep doing this? And I had this aha moment of, oh, Brent, Brent communicated the boundary and that I crossed it. He threatened a consequence, but he's never followed through. And so I keep breaking the boundary because he's never actually shown me that he's going to follow through with the action. So I feel like once I tell Brent this realization, he's going to actually leave me at the house, which is maybe why I haven't told them yet. <laughs> Anyways, so those boundaries, one more time. Step one, understand your preferences and how to care for yourself. Step two, create a clear boundary. Step three, set a clear consequence. Step four, communicate the boundary from a place of peace and love. And step five, follow through with the consequence. 
And this is the thing that I think keeps a lot of people from setting boundaries is they're afraid what other people are going to say, that other people are going to be mad or upset about their boundary, but you're not responsible for their reaction to your boundary. I want to remind you that other people's opinions can't affect us until we have a thought about it. Nobody else can make you feel anything only your own thoughts can. And on the flip side of that, nothing that you do can make anybody else feel anything. Only their own thoughts can. Light bulb moment right there, right? Nothing that you do or say can make anybody else feel anything. Only their own thoughts can. You are responsible for setting your own boundaries, but you are not responsible for how other people react or respond to them. And I'll be honest, some people might be uncomfortable and not okay with the boundaries that you set for themselves because it means that you're advocating for yourself and they can no longer disrespect you in that way. But if they love you and want to be in relationship with you, they will learn to respect your boundary. And the only way they will learn to respect that boundary is by you setting one from a place of love and following through on the consequence and making it clear that behavior that crosses that boundary is no longer tolerated. Now, I want to ask the question of what if we set healthy boundaries and strengthened our self-belief to protect ourselves from other people's opinions, but what if we took it a step further and also helped lift up and empower the belief of other people? And, And I think that we can do that by really being authentic and helping other people see what they can be in themselves. And when you give to others and help lift other people up, It fills them with belief and empowerment, and then that will in turn lift you up to become a better version of yourself, and it snowballs. So I think one of the best things that you can do to display how you want to be treated is treat other people the same way. It's kind of like the golden rule, right? And so when I was thinking on for like the holiday season is I feel like, you know, a lot of people, when they think of the holidays, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be around that family member. It's going to be awkward. This is going to happen again. I always get stressed. I always feel anxious. Someone always makes a comment about this. And instead of just accepting that that's always going to be the case, how can you be the rising tide in your family or in your circle to change the conversation? What if you're the person that shifts the conversation? If you want your holiday gathering to be more loving and gracious, Be the person that brings that energy with them to the party instead of walking into it, just waiting for it to get out of hand and offend you. Like what if you brought that energy with you? What if you decided that you were going to be that person at the party? If you want the discussion at holiday dinner to shift away from body comments and food and dieting, what would it be like to be that person that celebrates people for non-physical things like celebrating their creativity, championing their persistence, their integrity, their intelligence, their good ideas, just having a good conversation with them. How can you be the person in your circle to change the conversation, to change the energy in the room? You have that power within you. You don't have to accept the energy you're walking into. You get to bring in your own, but also keep in mind some of these tools back here. There was a doctor, Dr. Steve Maraboli, if I'm saying his last name right, who has a quote that's, if you fuel your journey on the opinion of others, you're going to run out of gas. And I love that so much. Ultimately, the only thing that matters is your opinion of yourself. But we can't control what other people say, right? But what we do get to control is how we respond to it. Now, in the spirit of the holidays, I wanted to put together some ideas for you all for how you can respond to comments from family members this holiday season. Now, I'm going to be talking specifically about 
food, diet, and body comments, but I think that you can use some of these responses for a variety of other things. Maybe if someone is talking about politics and that's a boundary that you want to set, feel free to do a remix on some of these responses that feel good to you as you set those boundaries. So let's dive on in to maybe some comments that you've heard and some ideas for how to respond. Let's start with some diet comments. I feel like around the holidays, you know, food is at the center of all celebrations, big and small. And I feel like, you know, there's certain people in your family that might just like always have a new diet that they're on or a new cleanse. And you know, that, that aunt that's coming in and be like, oh my gosh, have you tried keto or intermittent fasting or insert whatever diet it is here? Like, oh my gosh, you've got to try this juice. You should totally do this cleanse or try this product. It's been working great for me. My friend told me about this. She lost so much weight, you know, insert whatever those comments look like for you. Here are some ideas of how you can respond if someone is sharing a diet with you and you are trying to do your own health journey thing in a new way. Maybe say something like, you know, I'm really just focusing on making better choices for how to honor my body mentally and physically, and I'm feeling great doing this, so thank you. Or say, thanks so much for sharing. That might be great for you, and that's awesome, but I'm really focused on making empowering and loving choices on how I feel my body right now. For me, balance and moderation are really best for my overall well-being. Or maybe you can change the conversation of health to not be focused on diet itself and have it be like, you know, yeah, I've been working a lot on my health right now. I've been really focusing on getting better sleep and focusing on my hydration and my mental health and things are are going really great for me so far. Thank you. You get to decide how you're going to shift that conversation. Now, when it comes to food comments during the holidays, I feel like everyone's got an opinion, right? Like, oh, bless, bless her heart. My sweet grandmother, who I don't think will listen to this podcast, (laughs) she's I'm very um, compassionate towards the fact that she has been immersed in diet culture ever since she was really, really young and she's in her late 80s, okay? And growing up, she always would make comments about my body and needing to lose weight. And she's also the person that when I, you know, that my, my, my brother, especially when he started losing weight, she would make comments to him on the other end of the spectrum. Like it was first comments about how he needed to lose weight, but then if he lost weight, it would be too much weight and he was too sick and he needed to eat more. Like there's people that just always have an opinion. You're never eating enough or you're always eating too much. And there's never anything in the middle. They just always have an opinion. And maybe it's a little side comment at the dinner table. Like when you're going to make your plate and they look over and they're like, you shouldn't be eating that. Or wow, looks like you've really packed on the pounds. You're eating another cookie? I thought you were on a diet. You know what they say, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Like there's all sorts of little comments that might seem like not a big deal to the person saying them, but these comments can really make a lasting impact on us. So how are we going to choose to respond? I think some ways that we can respond to people that make food comments is just talking about, you know, like setting a clear boundary and saying, hey, you know, right now I'm really working on healing my relationship with food and I'd really rather not talk about dieting right now. Thanks. Or I'd really rather not talk about food shame. Or maybe it's, or maybe it's just being proactive and changing the conversation at the dinner table. And maybe it's saying, I'm so grateful that we get this time to be together over our favorite foods. Can we celebrate that instead of, you know, bringing shame and judgment into it? You know, I think sometimes people will say like, oh, this is so good, but I'm going to have to run 10 miles tomorrow to burn it off. Like, let's not bring that energy of shame into the holiday season. How can we be really present and grateful for these amazing dishes? Like maybe there's, you know, a special pie that your grandma always makes. And maybe, you know, sitting down this holiday season, you're saying like, oh my gosh, this pie reminds me of grandma. Do you remember that one time that we did that one thing or we're baking in the kitchen? It's so special to have so many great memories to share together during the holidays over a delicious meal. Thank you so much for making my favorite. How can we be proactive in changing the conversation or stopping those questions and comments as they happen if they are not healthy for you and your family? 
You know, when it comes to weight comments, it could go both ways. People can make comments about you gaining weight, or people can also make comments about you losing weight and praising you for it. And I could do a whole entire podcast about when and if ever is it okay for us to make comments about other people's bodies. You know, growing up, I was overweight most of my life. And so I had a lot of people making comments about my body and how I needed to lose weight for health reasons or whatever reasons it was. But now that I've lost weight, you know, I got a lot of comments from people as well praising my weight loss. And of course, praise feels good in the moment. But sometimes when people are praised for their weight loss, it has them questioning, well, did you not think I looked good before I lost weight? Did you not think I was pretty then? Did you not love me as much then? And even though you might have a well-meaning, you know, you might have well-meaning intentions behind your comments and your compliments, it might actually be doing harm that you don't see in the real time. And the other reason why I'm hesitant to celebrate people's weight loss, especially if you don't know their story, is they could be sick. They could be struggling with an eating disorder. They could have cancer. I've heard stories from my community about people that have had you know, really severe illnesses that were praised for their weight loss when people had no idea that they were miserable and sick or that they were purging, binging and purging every single night. Whether someone has gained weight or lost weight, it is not appropriate for us to make comments about their physical body because we do not know their story. And if you find people at the holidays making comments about your body, whether it's good or bad, maybe it's something that's like, wow, you look great. What are you doing? Or have you lost weight? You look beautiful. Or what's your secret? You can say something as simple as, you know, my body isn't open for discussion. Can we talk about something else? I'm really trying to focus on building my self-worth outside of just my physical body. Maybe it's saying I'm working more on paying attention to how I feel rather than my weight. And always feel free to change the subject. Say, yeah, I'd rather not talk about that. How's your new job going? What are your plans for New Year's? Stop the conversation and shift it. Maybe it's saying something like, I'm on a self-love journey and I'm really shifting my focus away from food and weight, but thank you so much for your support. Or if someone makes a comment about your weight, you can say, I actually no longer weigh myself and I've never felt more free. It feels great to remove shame and guilt from eating while learning to be more in tune with what my body needs. I feel really great. Thanks so much for asking. We can't control what other people say to us, but we do get to control how we respond. And I want you to remember that the most important opinion out there is the one that you have of yourself. And I also want you to know that one of the most loving things that you can do for yourself and the people that you're in relationship with is to set healthy boundaries from a place of love. Nobody else can make you feel anything. Only your own thoughts can. And you can't make anybody else feel anything. Only their own thoughts can. I hope that you found this episode to be helpful as you get compassionately curious about yourself and how you find yourself responding to other people's opinions. And also as you um, encounter other people's opinions in the future, right? It's guaranteed other people are going to make comments about our body, but I'm hoping that maybe this gave you a little bit of insight as to why those comments may affect you and how you can build your own self-belief to guard yourself against other people's opinions by deciding whose opinion matters. Because at the end of the day, friend, your opinion is the only one that matters of yourself. And I know that my opinion of you doesn't matter, but I'm just gonna tell you right now that I think that you are a badass and you're incredible and you're so strong and you're so capable and you're so resilient and you are deserving of all the love, joy, and goodness in this world. And all of those dreams that are on your heart are so beautiful. And I hope that you recognize that you yourself right now are so worthy and enough just as you are. 
Have a wonderful holiday season. I'm sending so much love your way and I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.